All right. I thank you, each of you. I know that you've got plans, uh, but I thank you for being here. It's good to see you. So, Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, it says this. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Well, we can't, we can't really start here because I, I want to see each character that's involved. We're going nine months before the birth of Christ. So if you would, if you would turn with me to Luke chapter 2, verse 26. And we're going to look at Mary, and we're going to read through this because she's got a story that happened before Joseph's story happens. I'm going to be reading through this. Uh, I'm going to stop and make some comments along the way. And then we'll go back to Matthew chapter 1, verse 18, and continue in there also. So let's, let's read. Verse 26, it says, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit, he would not see death. Well, I've got that wrong. It's Luke. It's Luke. There's Luke. Chapter 1. In verse 26. We was, talk, we was talking about Simeon. Yes, we were. Okay. 26, it says, Now in the sixth month, an angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph. In the... House of David, Joseph was of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. The angel comes in and greets Mary. Now, the studies show that this betrothal can start at any time, but they say that Mary is going to be in the neighborhood of 14, 15, 16 years old, 17 maybe. So we're going to average it out and just say that she's 15 years old. Okay? And an angel comes in and says, Hi, Mary. How you doing? And then he goes in, in verse uh, 29, it says, I love this. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and <laughs> considered what kind of greeting this was. Most times when you have an angel in the, in the Bible, most times when you see an angel in front of you toe-to-toe, -to -toe, the human falls down on their face and worships. And they have to go, no, 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 no. Mary is considering what kind of greeting this is. She's 15 years old. But 
30, it says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Now he's laying out the foreplan. He's, he's going, this is what I'm here for. I'm going to tell you all about it. And then in 32, he says, He will be great, and He will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give Him the throne of David, and He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, forever. And His kingdom, there will be no end. She's 15 years old, and He's telling her all this. Now, granted, I know that uh, in back days, earlier days, even in, in the 50s, uh, children had to grow up fast because they had to work and help support the family. And I know that this is it. But she's 15 years old. I know a 15-year-old girl that doesn't know how to open a jar of peanut butter. But she is here, and she's listening to this. And it says... Then Mary said, I love this. She's talking back to this, this angel that is bright. You know, the angels that we read about, they're awesome. And, you know, everybody's going, oh, my. But she got, she's talking back to this, this angel. And Mary says to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answers her and said, to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also the Holy One who is to be born will be called Son of God. She's bringing all this in. She's thinking about it. She's got an angel in front of her. And they're talking. But he, he keeps on. Verse 30, 36, it says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. He makes a point there. Old age. And this now, the sixth month of her, who is called barren. She, she wasn't having children. She's old. Older than me. And he says, your relative Elizabeth has a miracle that's in her right now. The sixth month. Did you remember when we first started Mary? In the sixth month? God has this all planned out. Who's going to be first? Elizabeth's baby. John. The forerunner. The one that's yelling out, you know, the kingdom of God is coming. Now, six months into it, she's going to conceive and carry the, the one that John's going to be telling everybody about. Let's keep going. 37, for with God, nothing is impossible. Do we believe that? Do we? We've got, we've got several people that are sick, ill. Some of them give up. Some of them don't. 
It's not whether you give up or don't. Your, num- your days are numbered with God. But have, have in you the joy that the salvation brings. Here, he says, for with God, nothing is impossible. But hold on to your seats because this 15-year-old girl is fixing to say something awesome. You ready? Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your words. And the angel disappeared. He left. She's by herself. Did you get what she said? Okay, I'm good with this. Let's get her done. It's awesome. Then, he's already given the hint. Hey, you've got, you've got somebody that you can talk to. Because who's Mary going to talk to about this right now? She's betrothed to a man. And all of a sudden, she's pregnant and it's not his. Who is she going to talk to? Hey, Mom, i got something to tell you. I'm pregnant. Whose is it? Well, it's the Holy Spirit's. <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before. Right? But the angel gave her a hint. Your relative Elizabeth, she's pregnant. She's been barren for a long time. It's a miracle. And it says here, Now Mary rose in those days, taking you know, several days to find a caravan or, and somebody to go with her in those days and <coughs> went into the hill, hill country with haste to the city of Judea and entering the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. But why is it granted to me that the mother of my Lord shall come to me. For indeed, as soon as the voice of your greeting sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Blessed. That's pretty cool. Now, Mary, Mary has conceived from the Holy Spirit. And she took the hint and she went to Elizabeth because Elizabeth knows what's going on too. And she's filled with the Holy Spirit and she says, you're carrying my Lord in your womb. Now, this is happening at this time. Mary, if you want to look, in verse uh, 56, Mary stayed with Elizabeth about three months, maybe a little bit more. In all the travels, she's going to be a little bit more than three months pregnant when she gets back to Nazareth. And that's where we leap back and go to Matthew chapter 1. 
in verse 18. Matthew 1 and verse 18. Okay, we'll, we'll start it again. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as followed. After his mother, Mary, <coughs> excuse me, after his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now we're, we're three and a half, maybe four months into the pregnancy because of travel time. It's about 80 miles from there to where Elizabeth was. And they stayed to three months and made 80 miles back. Joseph has no idea what is going on. He's been working to get their house ready or the preparations for the wedding. Let me explain something. Betrothal, uh, there's three parts of a betrothal. You've got an engagement that is a handshake and signature that when the two parents got together and they say, isn't that so cute? Isn't it? Joseph, he's opening the door for, for, for Mary. That's so cute. I think they make a pretty good couple. Prearranged marriage. They could have been six, seven, or eight years old. And there's a handshake and a signature. And when the two parents come up with the time for the betrothal, well, there's another little ceremony. They sign a paper, Joseph signs a paper, Mary signs a paper, and this is a binding contract. A binding contract. The only way to get out of a binding contract at that time was death or divorce. It's just like marriage. This is nothing like our engagement here in the States. I love you so much. Will you marry me? Yes, I will. Yes, I will. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Four months later, I don't think I like you. <laughs> you know? And she goes one way. He goes another way. They meet six months later. Uh, who's this on your arm? Oh, that's my wife. Okay. That's, it's not like that. Betrothal is 12 months. It's a binding contract. And it's a sign and a period of purity, faithfulness, and preparation. And Joseph does not know anything yet. He doesn't. And she is found with child. How they found out, how Joseph found out, it's, no, it's not anywhere in the Scripture. We don't know if Mary said something. Maybe not have to say anything. Maybe a little baby bump was going in front of her. But there's no, we don't know how Joseph found out. But he found out. And it says this. It says, Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, now in this betrothal period, a binding contract, 
they are known by the family and their friends and the community as husband and wife, except they don't live together. She goes back to her parents. He goes back to his house or, or whatever. But they see each other, but they don't live together. And it says here, found with child of the Holy Spirit, 19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded, or he made up his mind, to put her away secretly. Now look, this, this is loaded. This is loaded. Look at, look at what we've got here. 19, Joseph, her husband, we know, being a just man, some of your versions might have a righteous man. It means that he knows the Scriptures. He knows the Septuagint. He knows the Old Testament. He knows the laws of, of Deuteronomy. He's a just man. He loves the law. Now remember, remember this. The law that they're talking about is the Old Covenant law. The new covenant is not here yet. Well, he's here, but he's in Mary's womb. And it says he knows the law. And he doesn't like people breaking that law. He's a just man. He's a righteous man. And it, keeps, it, and it continues. And it, say, it says, And not wanting to make her a public example. Joseph hears that she's pregnant. The first thing he's going to go, and he's going to go, why? Why? I've been here. I've been working to build us a home. You're off someplace for three months. You come back, you're pregnant? You cheated on me. No, I can't, I can't do this. But it, he can't marry her, but he can divorce her. There's two ways of divorce at this time. One of them is public humiliation. In other words, he will drag her to the gates of the city, show her to the people and those that are sitting in the gate. She's pregnant, and it's not mine. At one time in Deuteronomy, the law says that anyone that is, is pregnant outside of marriage would be stoned to death. But since the Roman rule come in, that law, because, ah, come on, that's kind of petty in the Roman side. Let me tell you right now that at that time, the purity, the faithfulness was very high in God's eyes and very high in, in Israel's eyes too. Let you in on a little secret. It's still that way today. Unfortunately, there's a lot of us that don't heed to it. But it says here, he didn't want to make a public example of her. He brings her down to the gate. He shows her. They make the decision. And now she's shamed. Not only her, but her family is shamed. Her parents, her grandparents... 
brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, they're shamed. They're humiliated. He didn't want to do that. Why? The fool was still in love with her. That's what they'd say, right? But he was still in love with her. He wanted not to have her hurt. But here it says, but he made up his mind to put her away secretly. Here's the other divorce. You take Mary and Joseph, they go to a priest. He writes out a, a divorce decree. She signs it. He signs it. Two witnesses sign it. Boom. He hands the decree, you know, decree back to her. Well, that's not the end of it. He can walk away. She can't. She's still carrying a baby. Now, there, there was a dowry in the contract of the uh, betrothal. Two dowries. One went to her father and one went to her from Jacob or uh, Joseph. Both of the dowries are set aside for a trust fund for her in case something did happen to Joseph at a later date. She would have something to fall back on. I like that. But he did not want to shame her. He's, he's still in love with her. Still wants to care for her. And then it says, public example, minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought or pondered or considered <laughs> these things, what things? What is going to happen to Mary? Is she going to be okay? What, what about the money? They got the, did, did they spend the money already or is it in, in the trust fund? But he is still pondering about these things. Can you, men, let me, let me have your attention. You have your high school sweetheart. And y'all said, yeah, we'll announce the engagement right after we graduate. Yes. So I've got a good job. It's good pay. I've got a chance for advancement in it. It's in construction. I, you know, we'll get a little house and I can fix it up. And then all of a sudden, she comes up and says, I'm pregnant. And he says the same thing. A what? Uh, I don't understand. I'm pregnant. Would you be thinking about how you're going to take care of her, gentlemen? Or would you be just mad? Throw the hammer down and say, go. Thank goodness that Planned Parenthood wasn't back in the days of Jesus. He comes up and he's pondering this. It, it might have taken 40 minutes. It might have taken a week. He's walking back and forth. He goes in his shop. He sits down. He tries to do something. He got his head in his hands. He's pondering about this. He's thinking about what's going to happen to Mary? Then he went to sleep. 
And an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, this is the royal greeting, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. There's an option. An angel tells him not to be afraid. Afraid of what? What is going to happen to Mary? What happens if we do get married? All the talk, all the slander, all the lies, all of it, it's going to be on us. He says, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. Pretty cool. Keeps on going. Because now Joseph is going to find out the truth about all of it. It says, For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. And then he puts this, this is for him, this is for us too, to understand this. It says this, So all of this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son. They will call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. That prophecy was 700 years before Mary even got pregnant. 700 years. We can go to others and about the Virgin Mary, the, about the Virgin, but it tells it all right there. It was done so it will fulfill the prophecy. That lets us know that that prophecy came true. Didn't it? Then it's this. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife. Now, don't know if it was in the early afternoon or sometime when he laid down. There's, there's nothing said. But he had to turn around. He had to put his feet on the ground. He had, he had to think about this. This is a dream. The angel told me not to be afraid. What am I to do? You're supposed to do what he said. That's, well, that's how I talk to myself. But he was not afraid. And it says here, he took to him his wife. Gentlemen, we have already seen that Joseph can be joyous. He's going to get married to the woman he loves. He can be surprised. He can be um, just confused, let down. What am I going to do? Now we're going to see Joseph in a different light. Joseph now is going to be courageous. 
He's going to be courageous. They're still in the betrothal period of time. He's going to go and he's going to sit down with Mary and he's going to look at her and say, I know the truth. I know the truth. I had an angel come to me, Mary. He told me. It's of the Holy Spirit. Ladies, can you see the look of Mary? A warmth. Pretty good. Courageous. I, I've got a vivid imagination. Shirley can tell you that. I can see this in a movie. And he says, I know the truth. I know the truth, Mary. And he, <coughs> he takes his outer cloak. And puts it around her. And says this. We'll make it. Okay, women. You're sitting in a movie. You're sitting there. You're watching this unfold. Don't tell me there's not going to be some Kleenexes. Your mascara is running down. Your husband or your boyfriend is giggling at you and going, It's just a movie. It's just a movie. I'm doing it now. Okay. And he took to him his wife. Verse 25, it says this, and did not know her until she had brought first forth her firstborn son and called his name Jesus. How about that? We've gone from courageous to a man of integrity. I want to tell you, Men, I was stabbed in the heart with a dagger and it twisted. Our primary example is Jesus Christ himself. But when, when I started this, this study, when I was referencing, listening and stuff, I told Hugo before, I said, you know, it's going to be pretty light. It's not going to be a very long the more I studied, the more I, I got into it. 
I seen what this, this man was all about. And I'll stand before you. I can't be, and I haven't been, a Joseph. This couple, Mary, 15 years old. Joseph, they say he might have been in his early 20s. Some say he's 40 years old. But this couple now understands. She has a picture of what he heard. He has a picture of what she encountered with her angel. They know what the responsibility is coming up on their shoulders. And he says, we can do it. And the superhero stands in front of her and takes all the blame. All the scorn. All the slander. All of it. Why? He is the spiritual leader of his family. I can't say I've been there. But the story doesn't stop right here. We've got the trip. We've got the trip to Bethlehem, 95 miles. She's on a donkey. Who's leading that donkey? Joseph. We're going to Bethlehem, his hometown. A distance off, they can see the commotion. They can see people coming in and going out. This is not a holiday. This is a census. They're counting the people. So all sorts of people that have lived uh, their family has lived in Bethlehem. They're coming back. And some of them are merchants. Some of them are bringing their wares. Some of them are bringing their, their livestock to sell. This is an opportunity. And Mary and Joseph, and she's pregnant. And I hate to, I hate to bust you, your bubble on this one. But they didn't go through Bethlehem looking at each end. Joseph had a family there. And the family would have a house. The second story of that house, there was a big room that was called the guest room. In ancient Greek, it was inn. So they had a place, but the inn was full because all of his other relatives were there. So what did they do? They go... And say, hey, we, we've got the animal shelter out back. We can clean it up. It'd be livable. And that's what they did, didn't they? Yeah. So they now are in the stable. The, the story goes that she gave birth to first son. Firstborn son. Eight days later, what happens? They have to go to the priest for circumcision. First male circumcision when they do this ritual they ask a question 
what is this boy's name? You remember Zachariah? They was having all kinds of, you know, Zachariah can't talk. What are we going to do? Well, he could talk, and he's told him. But Jesus, or Joseph comes up and says this, His name is Jesus. He put the last nail in it. When he said his name is Jesus, he claimed that baby. That baby is now his. Adopted father, foster father, whatever you want to call him. He claimed that son is his. With that one word, his name is Jesus. He named it. And it, it didn't go, you know. He still got to listen to the angel again. Get out of Bethlehem. Herod's looking to kill everything. What'd they do? They went to Egypt. He had to listen again. Okay, Herod's out of the way. You can bring Jesus back in to the country. He listened. What happened on the, on the uh, 12 years old trip to Jerusalem? And they left him for three days. Had to go back, find him. What was he doing? This 12-year-old boy was sitting in the midst of the religious leaders and asking questions and answering questions. And his mama comes up. Where have you been? Your father and I have been looking for you. Uh, we've been worried sick. You heard that one? We've been worried sick. What did he say? Don't you know I'm supposed to be about my father's business? But he went back with him. He went back as Joseph's son and he obeyed. That's the last time we're going to hear about Joseph. We don't know what happened to him. But that's the last time. But Joseph went from joy to crying to trying to figure out what's going on to going and being a loving partner. Mary, we're going to get through this. Standing up and being courageous to take everything that's going to be thrown at them. Get behind me, Mary. I'll take this. Why? They knew the responsibility they had. But get this. Joseph's story. He was obedient to the angel and the command. Mary. She was obedient to the angel and said, Behold your maidservant. Do with me what you want. They came together. They were obedient. They, they, had, they had a mission, if you want to put it that way. When the baby was born, them stinky old shepherds coming, they had to get permission from the father to see Mary and the baby. Who was the father? Joseph. When the Magi's finally showed up for the party, 
year and a half later, they had to get permission from Joseph to see Mary and the baby, and they give the gifts. He took full responsibility. Men, can we take the responsibility? If you will look at this story and what happened, then go to Ephesians chapter 5. It says that Christ loved the church and he gave himself for her. And men, we're supposed to love our wives as Christ loved the church to give himself, to sacrifice himself. Well, Rick, I liked it all the way to me sacrificing. But we're supposed to. I told Hugo that, you know, you know it's going to be a short one. You know, The more I got into it, the more I found. And the more I found, the more I wanted to look into it. This is a beautiful story. And it has the Christmas story in it. From Genesis to Revelation is the Christmas story. Instead of celebrating one day, we need to celebrate every day. I have one more thing. And a preacher out of Kansas, his name is Ray Pritchard, uh, he, he said this, He said, in that little town of Bethlehem, there was a little house of David. And behind that house was an animal shelter. And in that animal shelter was a stall. And in that stall was a manger. And in that manger was a baby. And in that baby, was the power they created. He created heaven and earth and everything on it. Let's pray.